content warning for a brief discussion of mental health, death, and sexual assault. Hello and welcome back to the Billy Shears Club. On our last part, we talked about Palopsi and Dances by Alexander Borodin. And now, time for more Italian favorites by Connie Francis. So some background, uh, Connie Francis, born Concetta Rosemarie Franconiero, uh, was an Italian Jewish kid who grew up in uh, New York in the 30s and 40s. Her dad was kind of a showbiz guy, not in the in the business industry, as in, like, he desperately wanted his kids to become famous. So he got her singing and accordion lessons when she showed some aptitude and ended up, like, signing her up to go perform at, like, veterans' benefits and uh, you know, kids' shows and stuff. Eventually, she managed to land a national TV gig because she could both sing and play accordion. Uh, eventually, as she became more of a teenager, a passed around demos to different labels and MGM picked her up because one of the executives heard her song Freddy and was like I have a kid named Freddy this would be that fun and so she joins for a little bit uh, she does have a star-crossed romance with Bobby Darren that doesn't go anywhere because her dad is kind of controlling and also chased him off with a pistol at one point but really she doesn't have as much success for the like first couple years she signed and they're like eh we'll end the contract but on the last day of her last recording session at the very end, just pretty much just to get her father to stop bugging her about it, she records a cover of Who's Sorry Now? It's like sort of a standard. And it ends up on the desk of Dick Clark, who's like, this song's pretty good. And so he puts it on his shows, and suddenly Connie Francis is a huge hit and has a ton of big successful records, both in more like the rock and roll area and like pop, and also more like a series of more adult contemporary easy listening multicultural songs like uh, starting with Connie Francis sings Italian favorites and you get ones like more Italian favorites, German favorites, Jewish favorites, Irish favorites. So like pretty successful, uh, did a couple movies, but wasn't too into them. Today she's still one of the like best selling female recording artists in all, of all time. In the mix 60s, she takes more of a break to like raise a family and the story gets a little bit sad at that point. Uh, let's see. Her marriages are all pretty tumultuous. Out of the four marriages, only one lasts more than a year. Uh, she was the victim of a pretty bad sexual assault once she went back on tour in her hotel room. Uh, let's see. Her brother got assassinated by the mob. Uh, she apparently had several mental breakdowns that got institutionalized, and they kept misdiagnosing her, so she got the wrong medication, and it just made it worse. Eventually, they figured out it was PTSD because everything and also she uh had to go into some nasal surgery that meant that it was a pretty strong risk and an actuality that she couldn't sing for a while but there are also some upsides to, like her general life story like uh it was one of the first artists to record a charity single which is sort of in the middle uh during the reagan administration she headed up a task force to protect victims rights crimes uh and also Eventually, it turned out she was able to sing again in like the late 80s, and she was able to, you know, have a little bit of a career renaissance. She wrote a book, and so her life overall is a little bit better now. And so this is her album from 1960, more Italian favorites. It's her sort of singing a mix of, you know, Italian and Neapolitan standards and Italian Eurovision entries and some like American crooner songs and just sort of in a mix. Yeah, so what'd you think of it? was quite a fan actually i mean i don't really usually listen to music like this so it was it was interesting but um 
I thought, I mean, her singing is obviously very beautiful. Um, I liked the accompaniment on all of the, the songs. I, I would say that this album probably, in my opinion, like most of them were very, you know, slow dance, like ballad piece songs. So um, they were all beautiful, but like, you know, I kind of felt like a lot of them were very similar, if that makes sense. Doesn't necessarily mean anything bad, but that's kind of like my that was my first impression of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that is good. Uh, since you mentioned the singing, yeah, that's a good place to start for me. Like, like and that's sort of the central thing. I really liked her voice on this. You know, she's got the very much the classy early, late fifties, early sixties pop girl voice. Like a, a are you have you ever listened to like Astrid Gilberto? I have not. Oh, she's like she was big in Brazil at the same time, but they're both they both have that you know very sort of smooth like you know, nightclub crooner girl voice. You know, mm-hmm. that's sort of it's a really yeah. pleasant tone, like you say. Able to yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say she's able to do a lot with it. Like, yeah, like you say, she has more of her ballads, and she also has some that are more energetic where she's really able to take the stage and the first voice yeah um i really liked in some of i'd say probably most of these songs like it was very subtle vibrato in her voice so it was very like you know she's very clear but it was it was also just it was just so beautiful really and but she also had more of a range because some of the the songs including the one that i liked the most mama it was very she had a more like stronger vibrato to her voice, and it just like that just that kind of uh the difference you know it's kind of interesting in that she wasn't she's not one dimensional by any means <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's a great stage presence i I'll someday look up like her live performances and see if it translated, but yeah, hearing this, she's just very big personality. Yeah, which one did you like the most? Uh, favorite overall. I did tend to like the bangers more. Like like you okay. said, a lot of the, a lot of them tended to be ballads, so they stood out a little more. So, like Walione and uh, Funicoli, Funicola, are pretty up there. But for my number one, it's got to be Charrero. It's the. It's just one. Just got this sort of almost funky groove. You know, it's just very. And a little bit of Latin player, and like just the mm-hmm. story song about uh dancing matador, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> that's cute. That's a... Yeah, yeah, that was it, it. Was yeah, there were definitely some of the more like upbeat ones, um, even like a little jazzy kind of um to them. Yeah, no, the upbeat ones were fun. I I really liked the one I I think I said this before, but Mama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a great name. Um, Which one? Senza Mama? Um, the second track? I, yes, on the second track. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the piano beginning to it, and it was just so, like, I almost cried listening to that song, really. <laughs> it was <just> like, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. It's, it's so sad. It's like, you know, about singing about, like, how she misses her mother, you know. I don't know if she's, she's like, you know, actually singing about her mother, but. The song itself is, you know, about how 
you miss your mother and you know i'll meet you again someday kind of thing at the very end and it's so sad yeah <laughs> but yeah that one that one was the tearjerker yeah yeah great strings and yeah like you say she's got the chance to really belt out the pain do that Just say I love him at a really bad one too, like as far as lyrics. I don't think it was quite as beautiful as uh Senza Mama. But it still does have a lot of good singing and also just that lyrical idea of you going to the person who's with your ex and saying, Just tell the person that you're with that I still love them. And it's like actually that's just a little that's a tiny bit I guess that's pathetic. More than it's sad, <laughs> like but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's cut contact. You know, some people would call that romantic, but maybe it's maybe maybe not quite the most healthy version of such a yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I I I think I'm overstating for comedy, but it is a little, you know, that level of you know, so desperate to save this, but also some sort of barrier that you have to go to the person who's with them instead of you. Mm-hmm. That's the message. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I think, like, regardless of the the messages or even like the tempos of this, these songs, they're all they're all just like one word to describe it. That I would say would be passionate. Just like the way she sings, you can really like. There's just so much feeling in the in the music. A lot of yeah, that vibrancy to her. Yeah. Just really fun singer to listen to. Just hits it perfectly. He's not like he has fun with it, but she's not too sloppy. You know, she's got really good poise and like form, but she's not airtight. You know, right, right in the middle. Yeah, kind of makes me want to dance, and you know, I don't, I don't dance, so. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about hearing a more, but like the Italian version? I really liked that. It caught me off guard because um, I, I love that song. You know, it's kind of a meme, but I love it so much. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it was just interesting because it was, you know, like in Italian, I'd never heard it in Italian, which is probably bad that I've never heard it in Italian before. But it was um, it was very nice. You know, I feel like I've only really heard like the like Frank Sinatra singing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I mean it's it is originally by Dean Martin, so it's like it's not on you. Like it it is originally in English. He just mm-hmm. decided for this album that oh, I'm going to sing it in Italian. Okay, that makes more sense. That's good to know. I'm not expert on that. So that's that's interesting that she that they like arranged it in Italian then, huh? Yeah, I really like it too. She like you were saying, she sort of like takes it in a very, you know, pretty direction with, you know, that bit of floating, sweeping style. Uh, I, I can't do it at all justice, but the way she <laughs> sings it is so magnificent, you know. The little accents and the that's amore. Yeah. Sort of I'll go on another like sort of throughout the times tangent it's sort of interesting like just the thing you know it was an interesting time for both like italian music and italian american music which this is sort of the intersection of where like 
in Italy, they were like rebuilding from fascism. And so the music there was sort of like combining the American jazz and R&B with Italian folk traditions. And it was starting to get more into like different song contests, like early Eurovision. Well, in Italian-American communities, like they were becoming more mainstream after, you know, being more pretty marginalized in the early 20th century. And you're getting a lot more of the crooners. Like, uh, you know, like you said, Sinatra and Neil Martin and a lot of other people. Uh, so, like, it was just sort of a hopeful time, honestly, for, like, Italian and Italian-American groups, you know. It's like, it's a time of rebuilding and, you know, finding a place in America. And it's like, like this sort of feels like that in a way, you know. Just so upbeat and celebratory of these Italian songs. Yeah. Like, she sounds proud when she's singing them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. You did, you did say her brother got killed by the mafia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, she was in it, in the in the thick of a, that, yeah. that, that yeah. time. Yeah, and she Crazy. she had she changed her, she had to change her name from Franco Nero to Francis because some prisoner was like, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that, which is... Oh, no. I don't know. Niku ni funicula, I think... That's like a meme now, right? Because it's in like Mary's High School Cat. That's like one of the pizza songs. Yeah. Yeah. That, it is kind of funny how like some of these like classic songs, like nowadays, you kind of think of them as like memes, but like they're, they're not, they're fun songs. Yeah. I mean, they're good songs. It's just how the times have changed. She's got, she's got dignity. Like it's a fun dignity, and there, but there is some level of dignity as opposed to. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, when I think know, it's it... not like overly. Yeah, it's not like over the top or anything like that. It's very like. It's like a fun, more relaxed kind of. It's still got it's still got bounce because you know it's it's got a bounce some and it's got the, got that cheesy sort of fifties early sixties chorus. You know, you know how all the choruses sound like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got one of those doing the. Response, funiculi, funiculas. Like, it's still super fun. Yeah, it's just, inter it's interesting how, like, that's just the kind of the style back then of the music. And nowadays, you just, you know, you hear it and that's immediately what you think. You know, but I wonder what was going through their heads back then. I mean, I'd have to I'd speculate. It, it's, I think I had mentioned, like, I think she was, she and her crew were specifically trying to emulate homeland Italy and Napoli Isles more than Americans. Okay. That makes that's, sense. that's my guess. Any other songs that you like really liked? Um No, I will say we went over like um uh, well that's more eh? I like that one a lot and then the mama was probably my those were my two the ones that I kind of thought stood out to me. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of where I I was at. Um, there was uh one volare. I don't know if that's how you actually say it. Oh, vol yeah, volare. Volare. Yeah, that one. Um, I thought that one was interesting. Um, because it it kind of stood out as different from some of the other ones. It almost sounded like like theater, like theater music. You know, like at the beginning, where she she's more like talking. You know, to like a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Actually, then it's also kind of like jazzy. 
aspects to it, which I thought was interesting compared to some of the other, like, you know, the other ones that were more, like, either just ballads or, like, you know, like, in mostly Italian, you know? Like, it that's, it didn't sound like you would imagine stare at, like, a, an Italian song, at least what I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. That one is actually original by uh, Domenico Modugno's. That's actually one of my favorite songs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's, and looking, like, like, the whole thing of it is, like, basically, it's one that's also, like, keeping in with Sinza Mama. It's, it's one of those love songs that's a little bit, darn, dude, you're down bad. But, like, the basic gist being, like, you know, when I'm awake, we're not together, but when I sleep, I'm flying, and we're in love, and all this, and it's like, she does too good. I don't know if the sadness quite came through in her version, but it's still really nice. Yeah, it it's interesting because I didn't. It didn't sound sad when I listened to it, and I've only listened to her version. Well, I yeah. just, yeah. Apparently, it won the uh, the original won the uh, or it was chosen at a uh, for for Eurovision <laughs> in '58. <laughs> I guess it is definitely, I think, a song overall where it definitely relies on lyrical dissonance because, like, you know, it's all about dreams, you know, being in self-denial about your actual circumstances on the one hand. But on the other hand, I still feel like, at least for most of them, they make sure to put a little bit more, any bit of sadness, at least in those, like, intro parts. They're just sort of, you know, talking it through. I don't know. It's Connie's album, or Connie and her handlers, because it was, you know, she was a pop singer in the late 50s, early 60s. She probably, but yeah. Yeah. Only the other one to me was like Summertime in Venice, because, you know, it's like, that one's nice, you know, sort of a scene song. Antic and slow, and I think it had the most English out of any of them. So if you're, look, if you're looking for one that you know, and immediately get what she's saying, that's the one to go to. What do you think? What do you think of that one? I like. Um, I mean, I like any song that has the kind of the tremolo in it, mm-hmm. the the guitar. Um, yeah, like you said, it's. Very, you know, just soft and beautiful singing. Um, I liked it. I, yeah. I like it. I liked all of them, really. I really did. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's probably not it's not stuff that like I would just listen to, really. It's more like you know, you like you just want to like listen to it on like a nice romantic date, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kind of like vibe you get from all of it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I did like I did like the the tremolo in that part, in that song. It's the it's really good, you know, smooth background music. So if if you and someone's daughters out in Venice be like, hey baby, <laughs> let me pull up my Walkman. Oh yeah, yeah, I got a couple of those laying around. <laughs> I think that's about all I got on this one. Good job, Conchetta. Thank you. Yeah.
you for coming on, Peter. You're welcome. Thanks for uh, introducing me to this music. Thanks thank for you having me. Yeah, thank you for introducing me to that music. And thank you, old listener, for listening. Uh, the albums that we listened to today were I Love, See, and Dances by Alexander Borodin and More Italian Favorites by Connie Francis. I'm Caleb Clark. I'm Peter Malacher. And have a good day. And thanks for listening to the Billy Shears Club.